doing stuff for the planet you know thinking about you know how we can how we can make a difference you know uh, for for example for our birthday um last year we planted forty thousand trees um in sort of uh not personally um in places like madagascar and stuff um and we're you know we're making that sort of part of our offering so all our packages are going to come with um a certain number of trees planted each month depending on what what package you're on and things like that so just that that mixture of of how we help people achieve their dreams and make sure there's a a planet for them um to to achieve their dreams on Chris O'Hare, your Quick Win CEO. And as a CEO, I've run businesses, founded startups, consultant for others, and even won awards. But in this show, we'll be talking to entrepreneurs and experts to help you understand key concepts for your business, along with three quick wins that you could take away and apply to your business today. And every week, we'll be finding out about the entrepreneur themselves and diving into a different but important topic. But this week, we're talking about website builders which most business owners have dabbled with at some point in their career. But that's Wix, Squarespace, or the company that we'll be talking to today, Create. And Create was established by Simon Kimber and has been around since 2001. It was actually the first website builder established in the UK. Simon has a really interesting story growing Create and speaks of the husband and wife team in the early days of websites to a successful business serving 30,000 websites, some of which have multi-million pound turnovers. And if you want to know the secret of creating your own website using an easy to use website builder, then this episode is for you. So here we go, Simon Kimber. Thanks for coming on this show, Simon. Firstly, tell me the last thing that you read or watched or did that left an impression on you. And it could be a Netflix series, a funny video or a book that you read. Um, I think I've been spending a lot of time with the um, with the VR headset on at the moment. Um, so uh, probably, um, yeah, just just that just absorbing that as a as a new medium really uh, watching little sort of animated shorts um there's some like interesting uh documentaries about sort of uh different cities around the world with um uh sort of post-covid sort of during lockdowns and showing how different these sort of cities are so in the you know sort of full 3d 360 views um just yeah just really enjoying really enjoying that as a as a new new sort of medium at the moment nothing to do with what I do but um that's kind of uh what I uh when I when I when I stop working before midnight I'll put the VR headset on and uh, escape somewhere else especially with Covid it's nice to uh see the world and uh, mm. see some other places outside of outside of your own house well that's it I think a lot of people are missing going on holidays right and so this is a, a virtual holiday on a, yeah, on a nightly yeah. basis I, I, I don't know how the wife and kids feel that you're uh you're having this escapism away from them but <laughs> but i'm oh, sure it's, it's 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 little little uh little swatches of escapism here and there okay yeah. then i can clearly understand but uh you yeah, know i love vr i mean if i could get over the fact that it gives me motion sickness um uh, especially the cheaper ones i'm assuming this is a vibe or not uh, so quest quest two 
Quest Two. Okay, so yeah. um, it's it's definitely something that once they solve that part of it, um, I would be in it every day, and I probably wouldn't even be in the real world, right? And yeah. I think for me, um, what really excites me is maybe coding or working within a virtual environment where you could have yeah. a lot more interactivity with your work or or mm. you could have multiple screens but you're more about grabbing that information and then kind of playing with it very much minority report i think that was a, yeah. a yeah. film that i very much grew up <laughs> with and i was like that's exactly what yeah. i want my work to look yeah. like i say with that without dragging it without dragging too far this into a conversation about uh, vr i have sort of played around with a uh, a thing called immersed which um lets you sort of view your Mac desktop in, in virtual reality and gives you like a virtual overlays, a virtual keyboard where your real keyboard is. So you can still still type and you can have multiple windows and stuff around you and uh, you can invite other people in so you can have people in the same sort of space as you. That's quite a cool, quite a cool development. That sounds, um, yeah. that sounds really exciting. I mean, uh, I think uh, as an industry, it's, set to become something that's I would say going to be a daily part of our lives I mean you see a lot of pop culture now and and media around like Ready Player One which is kind of really uh, bringing to the fore that idea of actually we can live in today's reality but actually if we're not happy with today's reality and a <laughs> pandemic is very much like that um, we can live in this virtual reality and I think mm. that's quite exciting and I think I'm really think looking forward to it. Yeah, I think what's also interesting is uh, so I'm I'm in the in the market for a, a VR camera because um, the the quality is so good now and actually being able to sort of relive moments with the kids and uh, you know I guess you know them opening their Christmas presents or being out in the snow what little snow we've we've had um, I think is uh, is going to be a a new way to to sort of capture those capture those memories and um, also setting it up in a way that you're not cap sort of living those memories through a phone screen, um, but actually setting it up and uh, and recording them while actually living the moments as well. So uh, yeah, quite interested by that. And then also um, an idea for a, uh, a YouTube channel using that. But yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's another side project that may or may not happen. That's really interesting. I, I mean, to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen a VR camera. I'm assuming it's very much 3D panoramic type view, is it? What? Describe what it's um, like. It's like two two um, hundred and eighty degree fisheye lenses at sort of you know eye distance. Um, so you capture the three D and uh, and um, sort of full hundred and eighty degree field of view, so you can you know look around. Right. Okay. And I'm assuming that's stationary. So if you wanted to do any movement, you'd basically move the camera with you. And then yeah. stitch that together. Yeah, that's when people start feeling sick. But gotcha. I think stationary cam stationary cameras are the way to go. Right. Okay. Um, so, in your own words, give me an understanding of what it is that you do, what your business does, um, and kind of like what what is it you do in your current business? Okay. So, um, my wife and I run Create.net, which is a platform that allows people to build their own uh, websites and online stores. Um, I started that up um, in, uh, well, started building it in about the year 2000. Um, uh, at the time I was uh, doing sort of freelance work uh, for sort of people like m and and PC World and stuff, building sort of 
document management and health and safety reporting systems and and things like that. Um, and on the other side of that, I was um, I was running uh, a site called Funny.co.uk, which was at the time it was like the biggest comedy site in the in the UK. Um, so we were doing doing bits and pieces of that and running comedy nights and um, sort of having uh, writers work for that. And then those those sort of two things um, were bringing in the money that allowed me to spend you know actually what ended up being the bulk of my time developing the uh the what became create.net or at the time it was uh it was do your own site.com at the time which uh did what it said in the did it did what it said on the tin um and uh yeah so over over time that sort of that grew um until i guess around 2000 and 2004 2005 when um the sort of the customer support got a bit too much for me to to handle on my own um, my wife Rebecca then sort of got involved, um, sort of grew fairly rapidly from there until about 2008 when we uh, uh, got an office, um, hired our first employee, um, and uh, and then sort of grew, grew. That became it became the it became the proper business at that point, if you like, and and, and it grew from there, um, and that sort of that was the that was the journey um, until last year where. Um, with lockdown, we let go of the office and uh, transitioned everyone to to a remote team, and sort of so we've we've gone full circle back to uh, back to working from home. So, you, there's a lot of points there that I'm going to pick up on. Firstly, am I right to think that you were the first UK-based um, website builder, or one of the first? Pro- probably, yeah. Um, there wasn't. There certainly wasn't a lot of competition. Um, when we started out, um, and uh, it was uh, there was definitely a um, an, an, a learning curve or an, an education piece around the fact that yeah you you can do this mm-hmm. yourself. Um, this is this is um, something that is is actually possible. Um, that um, yeah you'd speak to people and think what I can I can build a website myself without knowing any code. Um, that was that was completely alien to people um so uh i think yeah and and there just weren't you know we're talking um yeah sort of 2000 2001 when uh the only sort of online editor um that was that was available was something that required internet explorer 5 i think possibly internet explorer 4 um i, I i'm i'm rusty on my internet explorer version history i'm afraid um, but it was a, it was an early version of Internet Explorer. It was the first thing that had WYSIWYG. It was able to support a WYSIWYG editor. So, um, yeah, technically, technically, it was impossible for anyone else to have uh, have come before us because we were right on the uh, right on the bleeding edge at the time. So, what was it like to work with your wife in terms of transitioning from you know this this side business or side hustle into something? That you needed your wife's help, and and how kind of how did you handle that uh, transition? Um, I think I mean we've always worked we've always worked together on on various on various projects, so it wasn't um, it wasn't that um, it wasn't that different. Certainly, going from from working on uh, on uh, working at home on it for a few years to to the office wasn't wasn't really a uh, much of a uh, much of a transition for us um yeah i think 
um, yeah, people say, oh God, how do you, how can you, how can you work together sort of, and, and then be at home together, you know, 24 hours a day. And, uh, I said, we don't really, we don't really know any different. Um, mm. I think, uh, it's probably, uh, probably done as well over lockdown as well. When you sort of hear, uh, all the, uh, all the rows and things going on, uh, where people are finding themselves trapped at home with, uh, with people they normally only see in the evenings. Um, we've, uh, we've been fine. That's really nice to hear and, and to, to be so honest about it. Um, and I think if you can find that your, your, your partner is also your business partner um, and you work so well together, then I don't think you can get much, much better partnership than, than that. So uh, I think yeah. the, the downside, the downside is, is knowing when not to work hmm. um, because yeah, you can tend to um, yeah. Start having a conversation about, what happened today or what's happening tomorrow you know right up until you go to sleep um so it can uh, it's uh, it's it's finding a finding a balance and knowing when to uh, when to say no i'm not i'm not working now this and that that's that's probably uh that's probably the hardest the hardest thing creating those boundaries it's always always yeah. the hardest um for any entrepreneur be it yes. if you're in the uh if your family is involved with the the, the business mm. itself um i definitely struggle with that um and i think for me it's having different spaces where i work that's what makes it so much better like my office is where i work and mm. home is is where i relax but <laughs> that, that i don't have that anymore <laughs> no. with the pandemic so that that makes it very difficult yeah. Um, so I can understand why there's a lot of people that are struggling with the with that transition too. But uh, yeah, I was particularly, especially with especially with having the kids homeschooling and mm. and you know having, I mean we've got a we've got a ten year old, a thirteen year old, and a and a nearly four year old. Um, so you know the uh, the boys, the boy, the older boys are uh, are um, are fairly uh, fairly self self maintenance. But um, yeah, having uh, having a, a nearly four-year-old daughter running around and wanting wanting attention and wanting us to do puzzles and and things while uh, while we're trying to have uh, company zoom calls um has, has definitely uh, has definitely been a challenge and some entertainment for your company your your team <laughs> as well i'm sure <laughs> yeah 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 i think the the general the general struggle is that um is is we, we find a lot of the time only one of us only one of us gets to work so we mm. kind of uh, it's a bit of a tag team thing going on, right? I've got I've got a meeting with uh, with with my developers, so okay. She goes she goes and does uh, does um, some puzzles with with mum, and then uh, and then Beck's got a meeting with uh, a, a marketing meeting or something. So back to me, um, mm. and it's sort of a uh, pass her around and and try not to uh, try not to resort to uh, using uh, using an iPad as a surrogate parent. <laughs> Uh, you're only human you're only human Simon. <laughs> um but what drives you then as an entrepreneur to get, get get out of bed in the morning what's that feeling that you you're trying to to kind of fulfill inside you um i guess i've i've always loved making stuff I, not so much making stuff as designing stuff um, so that's one of the things I particularly like about the sort of situation um, as, as we've grown as a business is I've, be, I've managed to sort of focus much more on the architectural side and the design and working out how we're going to solve problems rather than rather than 
actually hands-on with the code, um, which I, I tend to sort of, my coding tends to be more my own sort of little personal side projects now. Um, I'm much more excited within Create about, you know, sketching out how things are going to work and the UX side of things and and uh, and solving problems. Um, so for me personally, it's, it's that. Um, as a business, um, a, a big thing is um, the sort of the thousands of businesses that we've helped um, and the, the businesses that are businesses because our tool was there to help them um, get off the ground and, and have an idea and try it out and and make it into a make it into a real thing. Um, and I think, you know, I think even, you know, to, to this day, the, the sort of most one of the most satisfying things that that we get is is the the emails from customers who you know started a free trial maybe a, a couple of years ago um built a website while they were doing their day job and and then they email their account manager and say i've just i've just quit i've just quit my day job i'm now doing this full time that's that's amazing um to know that we facilitated that so it's that you're basically helping people achieve their destiny in some or, or some level of happiness. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Is that would you say that's your company mission statement? Oh, it sounds sounds um, like it should be. I would say it's one of them. Um, I think uh, because we've because we're a fairly small company and um, and uh, we've we've grown without sort of any investment. We don't we don't answer to anyone. I think we've we've been very much. The, our, our values are, are very important to us so you know the the customer service and going that extra mile for the customers and helping them achieve stuff is is way up there um i think uh you know more recently um thinking about certainly with the with the um pandemic working out how we create a really great environment for our for our staff and how we look after them in this you know in these weird times um Doing stuff for the planet, you know, thinking about you know how we can how we can make a difference. You know, uh, for for example, for our birthday um, last year, we planted forty thousand trees. Um, in sort of uh, not personally, um, in places like Madagascar and stuff, um, and we're you know we're making that sort of part of our offering. So all our packages are going to come with um, a certain number of trees planted each month, depending on what what package you're on and things like that. So just that that mixture of of how we help people achieve their dreams and make sure there's a a planet for them um to to achieve their dreams on lovely i mean that's 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 exactly what you want to hear isn't it that the the company that you're investing your money into is actually cares about the team yeah. that it that it's involved with that it's, it cares about the customers it cares about the planet um and i think it's more it's trendy these days to care right there's yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of companies doing it and purpose-led mission-led however you want to describe it um if it, if it being if it being trendy helps persuade more people to do it then brilliant why not 100 percent. and i think that's the case of it's it becomes less about profit and, and more about the, the causes and the values that you have as a company yeah um and, and and for me 
that's it's really refreshing and i think the pandemic is really bringing that out as well there's this this is care side to companies with their employees that they're worried about what they're doing and mm. and how they're feeling rather than just saying um they're there to do a job because they can't see them every day they, they can't have that yeah. visual representation of the their mental well-being so they have to do other yeah. things to understand that um, so I really, really appreciate you sharing that. Okay, so let's talk about um, website builders. Obviously, you've built this amazing yep. business and you're, um, you're, you're, you're one of the leading website builder software out there and you have over 30,000 websites that you've built over the course we've, of time. We've built sort of 30,000 yeah, websites that's... over time. Um, so in terms of a website builder as such, uh, I mean, what's your definition of a website builder then? How would you describe a website builder software over something like, you know, a, a website being built? What What is the definition that you would um, describe? Well, I guess our, our, our goal is to provide something that means anyone can build a website. Um, you don't need to write any code. You don't need to know about how a server works. You don't need to you know know what html is you just get online and uh choose choose some options and you you come in with an idea and you you get it out there it's about it's about achieving achieving that idea not learning how to build a website the the website is a means to an end so it's gets kind of almost getting it out of the way mm-hmm. and uh and and just giving people the tools they need to to um get there get a presence online and, mm-hmm. and get themselves out there yeah that's i think that's a really good definition because it's it's like you said it's it, it's a tool that gets them out there gets them going um but in terms of the the design as such this i for me a website builder is i always envisage drag and drop builders where you can move things around very much mouse oriented um yeah. a design on rails feel would you say um that you can almost you can do certain things and it doesn't necessarily you know break it if you yeah. move, move things around um maybe i mean i think um i think so much of it is about the content um i think when the sort of the difference between um say the difference between a site built with us and a site built by a an agency um when you've got the same content the same quality images and the same text and the same um sort of thought gone into um what actually goes on the website um the difference starts to narrow um you know if you've got great if you've got great imagery um then it lifts it lifts a whole site regardless of regardless of what tool or what avenue was used to to create that site yeah i mean in terms of like um obviously you touched on it earlier that there's no ability there's no need to touch the code to be actually able to achieve what you want right and that's that's quite an important factor in that definition of a website builder because obviously knowing code having the ability to code uh, adds a barrier to entry in terms of uh what 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 it is you're trying to do um and obviously that as a skill is relatively quite costly in terms of your time and if you have Mm -hmm. to learn quite expensive right so in terms of a website builder what you're doing is you're giving people the tools to be able to do these things themselves without the need to code 
uh, and obviously that then they will be able to create websites uh, for their business ideas and they can make as many websites as they want depending on how many businesses they want and they can shut them down and open up new ones yeah um and in terms of templates would you say that's a big part of the definition of a website builder um i guess so it's again it's that it's that it's that head start um you know we've we've try and uh we try and provide sort of templates that are um that are very flexible so it's not a lot of a lot of website builders it's, it's better now but it's sort of in the earlier days a lot of website builders were like here is your template this is how your website is going to look and we've always tried to be more flexible than that. So we've created templates that are actually starting points. And it's almost possible to turn any of our templates into any of our other templates by changing all the options and the fonts and the colors and, and the headers and the footers that you use and, and swapping, swapping bits and pieces out. Um, so we almost, we almost build our templates with our tools, if that makes sense. Um, so you can, you're not, you don't choose a red template and then right you're stuck with this shade of red and you're stuck with that you can tweak every color and and make it exactly exactly how you want but for the person who's just getting started here's something that you know works for my business or fits with fits with the brand or idea that i've got in my head great i'll choose that template i'll put my content in it great i've got a website mm. and and obviously this editor that you're using as well is browser-based, right? So you don't necessarily yes. have to install software. You don't have no, to have, no. you just need a good internet connection and a, and a, and a laptop really. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's, that was one of the, uh, one of the sort of things back in the early days that, that I think really blew people away is that, you know, they could, you know, log into, um, edit their website. Oh, well, let's say from an internet cafe remember those um they could uh they could or the or from you know you'd be around a friend's around a friend's and uh, mm. realize that there's something wrong with your website and log in on their computer and, and make a change you didn't have to wait until you got back to wherever you had uh say uh dreamweaver or microsoft front page installed on your pc at home so that you could uh make a change to your website and uh ftp it um and that back that in was the old a... days that was the days of macromedia as well before it became adobe yes. it was yeah I, I remember those days i i uh <laughs> i was building websites in in them um yeah a long time ago wow that was some, yeah. some nostalgia there um but yeah i mean that, that wasn't easy um doing especially when there was dial-up <laughs> yeah yeah I think we're showing our age now, but I think the, um, <laughs> I, I, it was, <laughs> I think it was very exciting to, to kind of see that, uh, you could literally put something up on this new medium of the internet. And, um, and for me, that was a big, big part of it. It was that you could create these things that was basically permanently up there and everyone could see them. Mm -hmm. Um, the, your online shop window, um, is the way I used to think about it it's like you know if you had a shop window less so now i think the internet is not really a shop window anymore it's just a way of life right yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but back then it was definitely like you know a shop window for me so in terms of like this website builder um i mean what would you say the benefits are of a website builder over something like building a bespoke website what what would you say uh, people should look at doing a website builder 
um, instead of um, going down that road of, of bespoke one? Cost, obviously. Um, it's it's um, you know you're not you're not paying someone for a, a re reasonably high rate for their time to mm. uh, to do it for you. Um, so there is the element of uh, you know you need to have that time to uh, to spend on it. Um, the 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 speed of it. Um, just being able to to get something up really quickly. Um, those are, those are probably uh, the top two, I would think. Um, but also also control. Um, you know, it's it's um, it's maybe less so less so these days, where um, obviously agencies use CMSs and things like WordPress or Magento for e-commerce sites and and build build sites for clients on those platforms, you still have a lot of sites being built for um, for clients where the client has to come to them and pay them for updates to get it changed. Um, having that control and just being able to make a change to your site whenever you want is still, um, is still not as much, but still a bit of a differentiator from a lot of uh, custom bespoke built websites. Um, so yeah, that, that control, the cost and, and the speed would be the, uh, would be the main benefits and obviously there's no massive outlay of money from day one essentially no. it's a it's a drip feed monthly subscription um exactly. that you, you don't necessarily have to start a business with uh capital hmm. and yeah, i think well yeah because i think um that's that's one thing where um we sort of had this argument with uh, with web designers back in the uh, back in the early days i remember getting quite a few um nasty emails in the uh, in the early sort of 2000s from web designers saying oh you're you're taking money away from web designers and you're you're putting us out of business and uh, and things like that and it's it's like but the the people who are coming to us generally would never have been in a position to come to you mm. you know, you're 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 charging you know thousands of pounds to build a website this is a person with an idea um who doesn't even know if that idea is going to work and they can for you know the price of a, a few coffees a month um try that idea out um so it was it was never really um i never really saw it as as a, as direct competition um and in fact now we've even got you know we have lots of designers who use us as the platform for their clients um because actually it's easier for them to to knock up a website with create and they've got to know our tools and and they can really customize things um that, that they'll use us and build amazing sites for their clients and then just hand over hand over the login so that the client can then manage the content themselves. Um, so it's, it, there really is a kind of best of both worlds where, you know, like I say, a lot of our customers work with designers and they'll have a logo designed by a designer and a brand with, with a color scheme and, and things like that even. Maybe, the, maybe the, uh, the designer doesn't even touch their website, but they give them those collaterals and that brand that they then apply to their website to to lift it, lift it again. So there's yeah. it's really it's 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 there's no clear cut lines. It's very blurry how all of these sort of different you know designers and website builders and things can can work together. It depends on the budget, right? So if you, yeah. if you've got a small budget but you want a, a designer or, or or a web designer to to work on something relatively simple, then maybe a bespoke build doesn't make sense for them. And, and therefore, mm -hmm. but you're still getting the, the skill set, their knowledge and the experience around building 
websites, right? Because yeah. a lot of a website is not necessarily about your your coding ability or your skill around, yeah. um, you know, creating them. It's more about the the user experience that you have yeah. um, when it comes to uh, knowing what a structure of a site should be like and knowing what exactly. works exactly. over the years yeah. of working with them. Uh, so definitely hundred percent. And I think, I think something else I think is a benefit of a website builder is that you create this structure um, for uh, someone to create a website in terms of, mm. you know, it's mobile friendly, which is, you know, a prerequisite for, for any website these days, you have yeah. to have mobile friendly websites and you also create structure around SEO, which is built in, um, which you might not necessarily have from a bespoke site unless the designer is, you know, putting that into the site. Um, but also the templates gives you a, a good structure uh, to yeah. make the site not necessarily exactly what you want, but it gives you an idea of where to start, like you said before. Yeah. Yeah. So so website builders for me is about educating the, 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 yeah. the audience. And, and Because, you know, maybe you start off with a website builder, but you learn all this information and then perhaps when you might need to migrate to a new website, you have, you're armed with all this, this knowledge mm. that potentially you could take away and say, right, well, I know what works here because I've tried it. I've controlled it. Yeah. I've been in very involved with the process and, and now I know what I want. Yeah. I would say, I would say that, that, um, that need to migrate to a bespoke website, gets gets narrower mm. as, as as time goes on there's more and more we can do to you know certainly with certainly from the design point of view there's less and less need to um to go to a a bespoke designer um to to do that because the tools are improving all the time and the control that you have on a on a platform like ours um are, are always developing um that it's it's only really when you want very specific functionality that needs to be built on the server um that, that's the that's the key time that you might might then need to find yourself migrating to a, a bespoke website um and you know in a lot of cases if you're trying to think of a good example let's say you're you're an accountant and and your website is just about talking about your team and the services you offer um what are you going to need to have bespoke developed um, you know, unless you want, maybe you want to build some tools for um, people, you know, putting their tax return details in online, I don't know. But unless you've got some very specific piece of functionality that you want on that website, if you're, if you're just putting a message out to potential customers, um, the, the need for a bespoke website becomes less and less prevalent. Yeah. I, I definitely think over time, and that's something we're definitely going to cover is where that, that boundary lies. Um, but also there's the, the benefit of not being able to worry about that hosting and, and not worrying about yeah. the SSL certificates. Um, and because it's all kind of included, it's that thing of, uh, you know, it's all in one box. It's all turnkey approach and you pay for a subscription and we handle all that headache for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one of the that's one of the other things is is that that support. And I think, you know, I guess, you know, not all website builders are created equal. Um, so you take something like, um, you know, I think you I think you mentioned WordPress. Um, 
so you see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, forums and Facebook groups uh, where they'll say, oh yeah, go and build your website with WordPress. And we have a lot of those people come to us who say, oh, I went and tried to build my own site with WordPress um, and I just drowned in WordPress plugins and and setting it up and um, find, and I, I broke my site three times and, and things like that. And it's like, it's it's a great tool in the hands of someone who really knows WordPress, but when you get stuck, who do you ask? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the key things with us is, you know, you have an account manager there. You have someone who's who's there to answer your questions and and understands has has dealt with, you know, has dealt with several people that day who are going through exactly the same problems that you're going through in 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 getting yourself online. Um, so it's 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 not just about the tool. It's also about the support and everything and everything else around it. Um, it's because you're all congregating around one product, one platform, and therefore all your knowledge is centralized in one place. And, and that's why you can offer such great support and service customer service is because you have a lot of that experience and knowledge of what people are asking. And, and I think Mm. that's what people don't realize is that something like WordPress is very broad. It's very, very big. There's a lot that you can and can't do in WordPress and, um, and if you don't have someone that's experienced doing that, you can't just call on someone to help you do that because it's like, like I said, it's very, very broad unless you pay someone to do that. Um, yeah, if you've if you've gone and bought WordPress hosting from, I don't know, Fast Hosts or or something, and you've you know you've pressed their button to install install WordPress on on a uh, on a on a free on a, or on a cheap hosting account and then you and you set that up it's um they're not going to answer your questions on well how do i how do i fix this blog post or how do i uh, how do i add this other page to my website that they're, they're just they're just interested in selling you the web space so it's uh it's 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 not it's, it's a different not a business model package yeah it's a different business model right and and um I, I did, when when customers have come to me and said, you know, we want this, we want that, and, and we try and educate them on what it is exactly that they actually need, and I think that's really crucial <clears throat> in any any uh, tech um, project that you're starting. Is yeah. what's what is it that you actually need, and w- what can you actually handle in terms of budget, um, in terms of time, but also do you want to be able to manage this yourself? Uh, and sometimes if you pay a little bit more, you get that extra support that you might need. Um, but that, I mean, that's a good place to kind of move on to kind of what the disadvantages of a website builder is over something like a bespoke um, website. I mean, for me, it has always been the limiting of potentially a website builder um, and where that can go. But would you like to kind of explain where you think the limits are? Um I mean, obviously, I'm biased. I'm not the person to ask what the uh, what the limits of uh, of what my business are. Um, but um, <laughs> I guess um, I guess one of the things uh, is on on the flip side of sort of saying it being it being quicker to get something up. The the other the flip side of that is time. Um, if you haven't got the time to to do it yourself and to to learn a tool and and to build something. Um, then uh then that can be that can be a 
that can be a downside definitely um is um yeah finding finding the time finding the time to do it when uh, you might just want someone to to take that problem off your hands and uh, and do it for you um having said that um that can be that can be a bit of a misnomer um because actually there's a if if you're properly involved in building your website then actually the most of the time is going to be spent on giving the right content and uh, and providing the right the right content to your web designer um so actually um you know but but you know we get we get people come to us um who say well i you know i've heard great things about you i've read you know you've got amazing trust pilot reviews and uh, you know my friend uses you and he says your support's amazing but i just i haven't got time so can you just do it for me um and we've done that you know we'll 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 do a sort of a a kickstart or a or a conversion from from a, a a site that they've had somewhere else and and things like that to sort of get them started and then they very quickly sort of find oh actually i can do this and i can update this page myself um so we've, we've very rarely done um sort of future updates for a for a customer um but we have we have helped them get started for sure so in terms of the complex functionality that you may not be able to, you gave a good example about an accountant having a about us mm -hmm. page. I mean, where does the line stop with the complex functionality? You know, if you're going to make it some, some kind of login functionality, dynamic, where would you say that is? Um, it's, that's, that's, that's a very, that's very hard question to answer without, without a sort of specific example, because it, it's, it's quite surprising. The workarounds that that people come up with, and the ways that people um, stretch the, our tools to do things that we never yeah. thought sort of thought they were intended for. Um, but generally, it's it's that you want some specific um, functionality. Um, you want to, you know, have um, you know, I don't know, sort of say user accounts with with specific profile data and um, and taking in data and processing it and doing something with it and and returning that in a in a certain way it's it's you know it's it's a, a particular app or something that you're that you're building that's that's above and beyond a a marketing website or a, or an e-commerce store um and then i guess um yeah you can you could get very specific within the e-commerce side of things so maybe you maybe you very specifically want to um i don't know put images onto 3d models of products and 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 do very specific things um to your to your products or to your services then you know then those are the sort of times where you're going to want to go to a developer and say i want a shop to work in this very very specific way um but you know we've we've built our tools to be as much of a one-size-fits-all um sort of offering as as possible and there will always be people that that want something a bit more special a bit more specialized a bit more specific to to what they're trying to achieve yeah so you you're kind of diving into the realms of app development in that mm -hmm. respect so it, and it's a different business model isn't it so it's essentially you're taking um a marketing website and you're making it more into a functional operational part of your business yeah which is um different completely different and, th and there yeah. are other tools out there that you can kind of take that yeah. further and beyond um, I mean, but I'll, again, I'll give you an ex i say i'll give you an example um we've 
had a we had a user who left us recently who was with us quite a few years and they were building a um a directory of um like wedding related companies um and uh basically they built every single page of this directory manually as pages in our platform and created all the links um i think they were creating large bits of the page as html fragments that they were then sort of putting into it's just completely bonkers use of a of a of a website builder really because mm -hmm. they were they were building massive pages in html and then pasting them onto onto pages in our editor and 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 had you know several thousand pages individual you know their their list of pages in their account was just just crazy um and you know really years ago they should have had a database system built with a you know a submission form for the companies and specific database with fields for each of the services that that these wedding companies provided and a search thing that was was tailored to that and and all of those sorts of things but you know they liked us and uh, i think they had some other sites with us and they they found a way to make it work um i think you know there, there's a case where i would have advised them and i think we did advise them early on no you really should look mm -hmm. at getting something custom built for this because this is not what this is not what creators uh, is meant for so it's, it's those specific use cases that aren't that aren't a you know a straight marketing website or a straight e-commerce store um but when it is one of those two things um i think you know the uh the the um the cases for going bespoke start to start to dwindle yeah so it's i guess it's as the business changes or moves on or grows or expands that's when the use cases become a bit more broader than something like you know a marketing website would would offer but um yeah. i mean we're talking about website builders in general but there's several out there right um and yeah. obviously you are one of them what makes a good website builder what what are the things that you should be looking out for when you're looking at all these different uh varieties of website builder um i mean i think um obviously that that it's being it's being kept up to date it's you know there's a there's a there's people working on it it's not just sort of been abandoned um i think uh you know from from our point of view we'll always say that um the the key the key thing is support is knowing that there's uh even if you even if you come in build take start up a free trial build a website publish it and um and you yeah. know run it without ever having to actually contact us knowing that that support is there and knowing that there are people who who know what they're talking talking about is is really important um so if something does go wrong you know you know you've got the backup there um but um yeah other than that it's it's finding finding the the tools that that suit you finding something that you find easy to work with um you know we've you know we've seen you know we'll have users that um come to us from from our competitors and say oh god you're so much so much easier to use but likewise we've had a few people that have gone somewhere else and said um oh actually i found i found this thing easier to use than yours um and we try and learn from that and work out how we can make ours better but you know you can't you can't be all things to to all people mm -hmm. um but but we just 
you know, we, we listen to our users, we listen to the people that, that don't like what we do as much as the ones that do like, and just try and keep making, keep making our tools better and, uh, and easier for people to, to achieve something really good. And obviously the values of what you stand for as well, which is, I think, quite yes. important. Yes. Uh, especially as you so eloquently mentioned earlier about how you, you have your green credentials and mm -hmm. that you, yeah. you, I think you that's, stand that's, for the small business. Important, definitely. I think that's an important thing to, to consider now. I think people don't realise um, the sort of carbon footprint of their website, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you're, if you're not on a, on a host that... Um, if you're if you've got a busy site and you're not on a host that is um, is green and is is sort of using renewable energy and and things like that, then actually um, you can be uh, you can be. I think I, I should have uh, I should have had the the figures to hand, but there's um, there's definitely some figures around a, a busy website can be uh, the equivalent of you know several seven four seven trips uh, a month wow. um, in terms of the amount of carbon that the servers can be generating and the amount of data being downloaded video streaming's insane um there's a uh, there's a very interesting book about it actually called um i think it's called how how bad are bananas um and it talks about all these all the carbon footprint of uh, of all these different things so like bananas how you know based on them being washed and transported and and brought but they also talk about you know um streaming video you know watching videos on netflix is uh, if you're if you're worried about the environment, don't read the book. If you if you love your Netflix, binge watching on Netflix because uh, you'll be uh, you'll be thinking about it in a different way. Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, looking at so it's going to become more important to look at a look at a host's green credentials um, because that's all going to make a make a difference. I think um, something like uh, six percent of energy usage in the world is the internet now wow. i i could be i could be completely making that up but i i read a, i read a stat i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be quoted on that but i read a stat along those it's five or six percent of of um of energy usage can be uh can be attributed to uh to internet use either at the client end or the server end now yeah it's amazing that's uh that's eye-opening isn't it and it's only going to go yeah. up yeah i will have to go and check that because i might be completely uh <laughs> talking out of my backside there but no worries <laughs> but in terms of you know we're talking about how businesses can identify a good website builder but what about if they wanted to take the step they found one that they like whether that's create or another um what is the steps for them to kind of go through to, for them to be able to actually create a website what other things would you give them a recommendation to say like this is what you need to think about. Is it the content? Is it the imagery? What, what's the... Uh... Um, I mean, it's a cliche thing to say, but yeah, content content is king. Um, so yeah, certainly um, what... There's, there's two ways, there's two ways to come at this. Obviously, you know, you want, you want the right content and things, but also don't overthink it. So the, the, the beauty of these tools is you can get something up really quickly. So actually think about, well, what's, what's the minimum I could get up? Um, if you're, let's, let's use the accountant example again. Um, if you've not got a website, then get on something like create, create a homepage saying, this is my contact number. This is the summary of the services that I offer and publish. And then 
grow that over time and 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 build upon it um don't don't feel like you need to have built you know a huge a huge website and and every sort of thing you know profiles of every single member of your team and a full page on every service that you offer get something up and and you know get on the search engines and and start start getting traction and uh you know you can then you can put that web address on your stationery and 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 do all of these things so don't yeah get on with it <laughs> in other words um don't don't feel like you need to have a full you know 100 page website before you before you can put anything live the beauty of these sorts of tools are that you can do it in stages um but on the flip side of that don't overthink it and don't don't get drawn into constantly updating it and changing and tweaking and and because that could become a full-time a full-time job um so it's, it's find that balance of, of get something up there develop it build upon it but you know constantly review it and and make sure it's it's honed and uh and what what it what it needs doing doing what it needs to do i mean it's obviously very important to um just get something up and it's a lot a lot of entrepreneurs i speak to always say just do something because you can yeah. iterate on it afterwards um and i think that's a by the sound of it it could be a really good quick win of yours when when we kind of go through so let's let's talk about your uh, your top three quick wins of of using a website builder what what are the things that you really recommend uh, that people think about when they start doing this um well i think um you know as as we've sort of talked about i think it's um using it using it to test out ideas um so you know we've got you know we've got loads of stories of customers who have you know maybe had a had a had an idea for something and um you know used us because you know it was it was affordable and you know it wasn't you know they maybe had had this idea and got quoted tens of thousands of pounds and then found us and you know tried it out um, and it didn't work. They threw it away. They came up with another idea. They built a new website and maybe, you know, maybe that one, that one was the one. Um, so I think, yeah, using, using a tool like that to, to try things out that, that just would be prohibitive if you had to, you know, employ someone or, or find, find a, a web designer and give them a spec and go through the process with them and pay them. Um, every time you had a new idea um so i think that's that's a fairly key um sort of use um i think like i said before getting something up quick um the the tools that that, that can be a um that can be an issue with with working with a uh, with a with a web designer is that they they often want all the content they say okay so we don't, we don't want to be going backwards and forwards with you. We want, we want all your content. We want your images and then we can build the website for you and then hand it over to you. Um, you're not in that position. If you're using a website builder, you can build that one page website in a day or in a couple of hours and get something out there and then come back to it later. Um, and, um, and then I'd say the, the third thing is, is, as I said before, is is then regularly review that and hone it and and make sure it's not getting make sure it's not to get not getting bloated, not going the other way, um, and make sure it's really kind of getting your message across. 
um, because yeah, again, it's 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 at the end of the day, it's all about the content, and that's 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 really advice for any website, um, regardless of what platform it's on. Is is um, is make sure it's it's uh, you're you're constantly reviewing it and because things change the way people use websites change your services change um and hopefully it's just tools like ours make that a little bit easier to keep on top of um because you're not having to you know go to a designer and say well actually this the way this page is designed now doesn't work even though if you've maybe got some simple content management tools on it maybe the design of this page no longer works for for what you're what you're now doing or how things have changed so being able to have that quick control of it yourself can uh, can make a big difference. But also, I guess your skills change as well. And as mm. as you're learning um, about what works and what doesn't work, you can go back and review and go, "Hang on, I know what I should do here now." Um, but also, in terms of uh, the, the 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 testing and measuring over time, right? So knowing what works and what doesn't work, again, that kind of fits quite nicely in with the review, very much lean startup kind of methodology. Yeah. So yeah, love those quick wins, really, really nice. Um, and people are gonna get value from those. Um, but obviously there's people out there that wanna kind of understand how to use website builders. What resources do you know of that people can go in and learn more about this? Um, I mean, in terms of understanding how to use website builders, that is, I think that's that's down to the support and documentation of the website builder that you choose. Um, in terms of choosing, um, it's, it, again, it's, it's about doing your research. I think, you know, look at things like Trustpilot reviews. Um, I think that's, that's where you find out, you know, how good someone's customer service is. Um, look at example sites um and uh look for yeah look for sites that that work and that that maybe you're doing doing what you're you're trying to achieve um but yeah just do your research um it's you know it's unfortunately it's uh, unfortunately for us um it's very easy to find a lot of website builders on google now there's a lot of competition out there um so yeah just uh do your research I, again look at the values I, I think that's that's more and more important these days is to is to work with work with businesses that that mirror mirror your own values um you know certainly without naming any names i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't recommend uh, you know going with a website builder that um goes around hunting elephants um but uh you know there you go. Uh, so yeah, just <laughs> yeah, mirror, mirroring your values, um, believing in what you believe, supporting your customers. Um, those are the those are the things. Those are the things you want to be looking for. Understand that. And so, if people have any questions directly and they want to connect with you, how can they do that? Um, come and find me on LinkedIn, I guess, um, or you can you can email. Um, our amazing support team via uh, via create.net um i am on twitter I barely touch twitter anymore but i'm uh, at skmbr um on twitter um I've, i will get a notification if you tweet me on there so i can uh, talk to you um but yeah those are those are probably the uh, 
the easiest ways to get hold of me. Great. Well, thank you for your time. Um, like I said no before, worries. I think people are going to get a lot of value from understanding this. The, the world of website builders are quite complex considering they're meant to simplify things which are the irony <laughs> there um but there's there's so many different routes and ways and i think people are gonna love hearing your your advice on this so i think thank so you. i think i think they're all i think they're all they're all simple in their own in their own in their own ways i think it's uh, yeah. the it's the choice maybe that there is now that's uh, that's a bit complex but i think yeah mm -hmm. if you if you you know find the ones that fit you um then hopefully using them will be uh, fairly straightforward great thank you simon appreciate that no worries thank you that was an amazing stat six percent of all electricity consumption is taken up by the internet no wonder simon is so passionate about planting trees but what did you think of simon's quick wins Quick win number one, use a website builder to test your ideas. It doesn't need to be complicated or expensive. And quick win number two, get something up fast. And that is one of the main benefits of using a website builder. Quick win number three, regularly review your website to iteratively improve over time. But what was your favorite bit of this show? Tell me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube where you can find me with at Hair Digital. And remember, there are several other podcasts available to listen to. I especially recommend What is SaaS or Software as a Service with Jonathan Markwell. And you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. But whilst you're there, I would be so grateful if you can subscribe and write a review. But until next time, I'm your Quick Win CEO, signing out. Thank you.